What's up, everyone? Welcome to Narwhals episode 33. My name is Drew Wilson. Kieran Flanagan. And this is Damien Mackey. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> I didn't want to cut you off because you look like you're about to say your name. So this is Damien, everyone. Um, welcome. Thanks. Yes, welcome Thank to the show. Thanks, welcome to the show. Uh, you just got back from the dentist. Yes, I did. How was that? It was great. I, I, I you know, everyone like scoffs Such at enthusiasm. it. enthusiasm. I love the dentist. Like you genuinely I, do. You love that high pitch. It was great. I mean, I, I walked in and like um, I had. Have you guys ever heard of hand scaling? So not to get too much into dentistry again, but have you guys heard of it's a it's like a technique that they do where they literally scrape your teeth with like a metal hook. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And I I had never had that before. What? I lived in New York, right? So they always like blast it with water, and like nobody had ever like really gotten in there. So I had it done in New York, and like they're like, okay, so we're gonna do the hand. And I was like, what is this? And I walked out of that that office, and I felt like a new man. I was like, this is you liked it. I loved it, and like <sighs> I told them that, and they're like, no one has ever said this before. In the entire like history of, of you're smiling too much. What? Yeah, like this is this is weird, man. Like that's crazy. Yeah. New York doesn't do scraping your teeth. Like when I lived in Washington State in the Pacific Northwest, like that was normal down here. It's like normal. Like no people no. in New York. It, no, I've always your teeth clean because I, I grew up in Arizona. So like maybe it was an Arizona thing. Like maybe they don't. Oh no! So they do do it in New York. They do do it. Yeah, didn't do it. That's in where I first got it done. Was in New York, and oh. yeah. so now, like, I called this dentistry, and it's like, just want to make sure you guys do hand scaling, right? Now. Like, yeah, of course. <laughs> you like, call, it's, yeah, I, you I call did. I know, I know. It's weird, but it was a great. They're like, yeah. if you lived in Arizona, maybe not, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, the, you call ahead. You're like, you do uh, teeth cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> do you re- do you recognize cavities? <laughs> yes. So besides dentistry. Uh, what are you up to? So for the last, I guess, seven, eight months, almost a year now, um, I've been running a de- design and development shop called Sandwich Shop uh, with my partner, Joe, who's out there, who you've met. Mm-hmm. And, um, here? Yeah, he's yeah, nice. here. So he's uh, he's based out of New York. He lives there most of the time, but his wife does Broadway. So she's doing a show out here in La Jolla, and he's out here for a few months. And Perfect. So I had to rent an office space together. Otherwise, it was like work at home for up until that point, which is great. Um, but it's cool to be in an office together. So yeah, we do design development. Um, I'm more the design side. He's, you know, heavy backend development side and yeah, we've, we've been rocking and rolling, which is great. That's what, cool. So making like mobile apps and yeah. Stuff. yeah. So we, we launched our first mobile app, um, about two months after we started and it was with our previous company. So we both worked together at a company called Lawline in New York and um, they reached out to us after we started, and they're like, hey, you guys know this system better than anybody. Mm. Do you want to build an app? And we had never built an app before. And so we we based everything on React Native and built it out, and it's rolling strong. So How nice it is in 20, what, when was that, 20, last year? Last year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. how nice in 2016 to be asked that question, be yeah. like, Oh, we've never done it, but here's React Native. We'll just yeah. like write JavaScript and make an yeah. app. Like it was incredible. <laughs> and t- Back in the day, in 2007, so yeah, 2008, when that conversation came up, it was like, I'll figure out, yeah, Objective C, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I'll deal it's with. It's a the, totally yeah. different landscape now, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. The IDE back then was nowhere near as what it is now. Yeah, yeah. and it's got its quirks. It definitely like it's it's not perfect, but I mean, to be able to roll out from knowing nothing to have a full fledged app that thousands of people are using that's yeah. pretty cool have you stuck with react native since then yeah so we um we we did mostly like php stuff at uh, at lawline and then we wanted to do more single page apps sort of thing so we've been experimenting with react react native a little yep. bit of Vue. um we're actually doing our second ios app also in react native just because we're familiar with it and this guy also wants an android app so you know that transfer over is is great so nice and we built his uh his web app in react so it's it's a lot of 
it's it's transferring really nicely. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah. So Lawline, mm-hmm. do they specialize in lawyer websites? No, they don't. Which oh, okay. is, so I, I think that may that may have been a vertical at some point for them, but they um they started out as a literal hotline in New York for lawyers. So it was like a call in show, like a radio thing. And um, the son inherited the business from his dad, and he kind of turned into essentially what is Netflix for lawyers. So every lawyer has to take their continuing education to keep up their bar license. Mm. And so they, they film, uh, they film everything in house. They, they edit it and then publish it and then sell it. Um, they film educational. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So they have like professional lawyers come in, talk about their practice area for an hour or whatever. And mm-hmm. then um, they have to go through every single state to get accreditation for it. So mm. it's got to pass through all that stuff. But um, law yeah. line so you can go on there and get your lawyer education yeah if you want yeah exactly that's cool yeah there's always new stuff like that popping up like this was not really new but um, I think I took my first master class right when I started my RV trip I believe um, I hopped on their first one which was Dustin Hoffman teaches you acting mm. nice. my gosh that was a good class <laughs> yeah uh, and then um and then I did another acting class, uh, and then I did a writing class and a screenwriter's class, um, and then, uh, and then, uh, oh yeah, and then I'm at some point when I have time, I'm going to do Gordon Ramsay's class on Master Class on acting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're going to turn into a big jerk. I'm being a turd. <laughs> no, on uh, on cooking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you haven't heard of it, Masterclass.com is it like a it's a serious thing. No, it's a very serious thing. So no, not serious. Like series, like you. Uh, oh, <laughs> is it for real? Yes, it's a scam. No, it's it's a serious thing. It's so fantastic what they do. Um, and obviously, whoever spearheaded this thing had connections in Hollywood, and that's how this whole thing got off the bat. Because nobody could just like start this. And be like, yo, Dustin Hoffman, you want to be our first class man? Trust me, it's gonna be great. He was literally their first. He was literally the first one. Um, and so what they do, and you can kind of tell this because. Each uh, video that's broken up, sometimes we're wearing different outfits, right? And you're like, okay, so these are different days. So you know what happens. Like, none of these instructors want to, like, prepare a class. Right. So the team at Masterclass, and I don't know this for sure, but I'm, like, 99.9% positive this is how it happens. They uh, they come up with a curriculum. Like, okay, Dustin Hoffman, if he taught, you know, acting, what should we have him talk about? Blah, 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 blah. They come up with, like, a whole outline of what they want to do. And they interview him for a few days, Right. And they just ask him these questions and he goes off and tangents and talks, talks, talks. And then they end up with hours and hours of footage and then they edit that down to be like actual, like, um, what do you call it? A a syllabus? Is that what it's called in college where you have like an outline? Curriculum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) One of them. Been to school in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They have like an outline that you can follow. And so you watch this video and then the next video and the next video and it all kind of makes sense. And then, uh, in every um, class, there's a like hands-on section, uh, which is another series of videos where that instructor is actually with a group of real people that they don't know, gotcha. and they're teaching them, they're making them go through things, and you get to watch it all. That's cool. Um, yeah, so like with Dustin Hoffman, there's like two people acting, and um, there's two people in this scene, and then there's like another scene with more people, and there's a bunch of scenes, and you're actually like on set with them, and he's like you know, giving them feedback. Oh, actually do a little like this to like, you know, like that kind of stuff. So it's super radical. Um, but that's master's class. So I don't so know why I went into huge. Did you, well, I I say, really did, did you want to do a career change into, into acting at some point or, I mean, no, I am going you're, to, all right, still, you're still doing still it. Still pending. Yes. Yes. So, uh, I still have to, um, 
finish up the tech world and make a bunch of money yeah. so I can shortcut into that world. Because hmm. I want to make movies. It's not like I just want to be an actor. I want to make the way make movies. But you need money for that. Yeah. You're not getting any younger. Mm-mm. But it's all right, because all the good roles it's go good. to the older guys. Oh, yes. Did, yeah. did you edit the uh, the Common Grounds Plasso video? No. Okay. No, my buddy Garrett did that. But I shot it with him. Cool. All right, yeah. so was a, yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. All, the, all the videos. He and I used to make movies together. Uh, we had a commercial called FireRift. FireRift.com, people. Fire uh, if you have, yeah. yeah, you saw it. Yeah, I saw that one. It was, <laughs> it was cool. It was yeah. cool. Yeah. Who Back in the day. All right, so you made a React Native app. Um and you said you were experimenting with Vue. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never experimented with Vue. I don't know if you have. Nope. But nope. I know a lot of people are, and I feel like there's a good number of people talking about it. What is it? So it's, all right, You got. we may have to bring Joe in here for this because it's, it's, not, uh, it's yeah. not my super forte, but mm-hmm. um, basically we wanted to do more single-page stuff. And with React and React Native, um, it's very good, obviously. Yeah. But uh, the way Joe was explaining is that Vue is a lot easier to manage. So like... Um, the way you're bringing in templates and, and view files and that sort of thing mm-hmm. with React, it's easier in view. So he popped it open, started working on a project, and like within I think half an hour, he's like, "I'm in love. Like this is hmm. this is a great great thing." And the thing is, like he's he's PHP background, so mm-hmm. to have him say that about a JavaScript, um, you know, platform whatever it is, um, is pretty incredible. So huh. I'll yeah. have to check it out. V i e u w e u e yeah v u e yeah yeah yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I'm not I, aware of it. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like a, um, or not really. I can't. You can't really call these things competitors, but it is a competitor to React. Kind of does the same thing, but in a different way. From what he, I understand, using Vue instead or along with. No, this was. Um, it's like a. So we we have another project uh, which we're launching called Spotlit, and we're using uh, Vue for that. So it was like an experiment, something that we were doing in house and internally, sure. and it was just you know. Get a get a different language. Yeah, try something new. Yeah, try something new. You got it. So, yeah. So what um what sort of stuff are you building? Like these apps are they mostly like internal for businesses? Are they B two B? Are they social apps? Are they like what so sort of things are they? Right now, it's across the board. Yeah. Which um you know I mean we're a newer company and, and getting started. It's not ultimately what we want to be doing. Doing client apps, we want to be able to make our own products, launch them, do that sort of thing, and yep. feel out what's what's working, what's not working. So um. I don't want to say it's it's not our it's not our passion, but um, it's been all over the place. So we've done a tax accounting app. Um, we using like um, OCR to like parse through data and stuff. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, it was it was really again talk to Joe about this because he uh, he had some some hair pulling. It was mm-hmm. it was a little rough, but it it came out really really well. And that's the one we're actually putting into another iOS app, which is great. Um, and then the the Lawline app and. Um, I think we've had a couple of smaller projects. Those are the, the really big ones. And you guys, you guys are working on your own thing right now, right? Yeah. So we are working on a thing called Spotlit. And um, I guess the best way of explaining it is it's kind of like Squarespace, but specifically for performing artists and actors and that sort of thing. Directors, producers, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, Joe obviously comes from... Um, his, his wife's on Broadway. Wife. Yeah, exactly. And he actually studied in Syracuse. He did uh, um, acting. So he graduated with that sort of thing. So it's kind of his background, his passion... And we kind of saw there was maybe an opportunity for this sort of thing. Like you look at any actor websites and they're going to be kind of janky and kind of ugly. So it's like novelists too. Yeah. I feel like anytime I've seen a novelist website, it's like, yeah, 1996. Yeah. Right on the head. Exactly. Exactly. So (laughs) we thought like put some cool templates together, put some cool design together and make it easy for them to manage. And because a lot of them are on Squarespace, but it's, it's confusing. It's almost overwhelming. Like I think for us, it's, 
it's normal. Like mm-hmm. this is a great platform. It looks great, you know, but for a lot of people who aren't tech savvy, they're like, what am I clicking on? How is this? Update? I've always thought yeah. that about like, Squarespace, like their website, they like, they're super artsy fartsy as yeah. a company. And they, I think take it way too far in their UI. Like they try to get like super futuristic. Yeah. And have you ever used, I've their, never even seen their UI. Yeah. I mean, it looks cool, Yeah, but like from a usability perspective, it yeah. seems like we hunt, man. People like yeah. us are very good at hunting yeah. and ignoring, like knowing what doesn't apply to yeah. us. But I feel like if you're talking about people who, who the, the tech side of things is just like that ancillary thing that they have to deal with. Like they're not necessarily good at, at the finding what they need to mm-hmm. and ignoring what they're not supposed to, or what they don't need to worry about. It's all the superfluous stuff. Yep. And Squarespace was one of the ones that was out really early on, like yeah. really early on, just like Shopify. And those two were, two of the earliest yeah. like website builders um, like in a SaaS model. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they were able to stick it through, I think, for that reason. I think if Squarespace, what it is exactly in its current form, were to launch as a new company right now, mm. I don't think they would do very well. But that's how business works. Yeah, no, I you, mean, build up, yeah. you build up a, a reputation over years and years. Yeah. And you got to stick at it. And what's amazing, I, I think, with Squarespace is when I was in New York, like, they have a whole network of like template builders and, and people. So you have all of these people trying to sell their templates to other people. And then they're recommending Squarespace because that's what they're building it for. So it's like this weird pyramid, not a pyramid scheme, but kind of like a pyramid scheme where everyone's built like, in marketing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's brilliant, but um, I don't know if it's the best product coming out. I don't know if spotlight is the best right now, but it, we want it to be something that, that kind of gets to that, that level. So that's we'll cool. See. Is it going to be a SaaS model kind of yeah, thing? Exactly. Sweet. So subscription based, um, you know, we're, we're dealing with some of the other stuff, like how to register domains and how to get all that hooked up and, and DNS simple, man. Yeah. Well, they got a good API for yeah. that. Um, I think we're, I, I can't remember what we're using for it. Um, but I think Amazon actually offers like a domain yep. purchasing service too. So, so we're using S3 for all the storage and like, we're trying to keep everything kind of compact and together. So mm. we're, we're rolling, like it works, but we're trying to figure out the best way of like translating that to UI to, right. for someone who's not super tech savvy to understand and yeah. manage. So totally. Totally. That's cool. Is it yeah, going to have cool. like a mobile component too? Like, yeah, honestly? totally. Yeah. Not, not the management part of it out of the gate, but, mm-hmm. um, just cause it was, I don't know, we're, we're two people building all these templates and the, the whole CMS backend and like trying to get all this other stuff figured out. Like it's, I think it's hard for us. And I think you guys would definitely understand this, um, to launch a product, not perfect. Yeah. And that's been really hard for us to understand. Like, but there are all these things that we want to do and want to build out, but that has to, that has to kind of sit aside for a while. Otherwise it will never get launched. And it sounds like this is the first business that you're launching, right? Right. Exactly. So even more so you feel like this has got to be all that it can be. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I don't want to disappoint anybody. Like this is like, we're capable of so much more and I want to show that, but like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's it's tough. It's tricky balancing. Yeah. What's this? There's a saying where it's like, if you, you can get something 90% of the way there and launch it, or wait for the other 10 and never launch it or some, there's yeah, some well, yeah. well put way of phrasing yeah. that. But yeah, yeah, I find it's, it's super, uh, there's a weird balance trying to balance like being detail driven and meticulous and trying not to say the word perfectionist, but yeah, absolutely. To, to balance that stuff with actually launching and actually yep. like building while live, you know, the, the mm-hmm. whole product hunt model, like just building it in production with people mm-hmm. using it and telling you what they think. And, um, yeah, this this fear of like putting something out too early as being a negative, and I think it can be, but if you wait any longer, 
it's right. it's mm-hmm. never going to come out or you're going to miss the window or you're going to burn through your resources or, or whatever it is. Yeah. It's super tricky to balance this. Yeah. 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 And it's as a maker, it's hard because you do want everything that you do to be perfect. Cause you're like, man, I'm, I'm the bee's knees. Right. Mm-hmm. So everything I do is going to be so much better than everybody else. Yeah. And it's hard to get over the fact that what you make is not who you are. Right. And so even though you've made it, it doesn't mean that it's going to be all that you can do because you've got X amount of resources to put sure. behind this specific thing, right? There's no way you can just put everything that you have into one thing yeah. um, because what's in your brain is always going to be way more than what you can put out in the physical world. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's like there's that like balance there too. And like you were saying, like if you don't launch, I mean, it's, it's weird too because like I did a project years and years ago for HP. And they're in the in the hardware mindset, right? And if you come out with a printer that has bugs or something wrong, like that's a huge, massive yeah. loss. Or a like phone that catches fire. Yeah, it's yeah. a massive loss financially on the brand, everything. It's a massive loss. So it has to be like totally perfect before you ship it. And somehow that made its way into software early, early on. And that made its way into everybody's brains. And so people treat software that same way. We're like, yo, it's got to be so deliciously good. Yeah. Now, I could see if you're freaking Sony or something, you release a PlayStation and the software is poop. Like, come on, you're Sony. You got to like make that a little better. But if you're starting out and no one knows about you, no one knows about your product and you launch something, like there is no reason like that it has to be like this fully done thing. Like I didn't know that yeah. when I was starting out. When I launched my first CMS, I was like, it's got to be totally dialed yeah. in. And then this feature creep just... <laughs> for days and then two years later after living in a cave you finally (laughs) launch and then it's like oh building something is one tenth of what a business is right (laughs) you know it's like there's all this other stuff that you have to do and it's like i neglected all of that i put all my marbles on this one launch because everyone's trying to be an instagram or snapchat or something's like you launch and then if it doesn't take off like within a year i'm out yeah Mm -hmm. especially when you're launching in the shadow of some of those things or in the wake of some of those things where you're you're um I remember building apps like even just five, six years ago with other people. And it's like the thing we kept telling ourselves was like, you only, you only launch once. Like you only get this opportunity once where you, you stand the chance of getting featured by Apple. You stand the chance of getting a little bit of press. Like that's only going to happen that, that one time. Right. So let's make it as it has to be great. It has to be perfect. Like uh, there's, there's such a weird dichotomy of like figuring out the, you, you only launch once versus the, no, let's just build it in, in real time. Like it's well, such a strange like disconnect that you have to figure out and like manage. Yeah, I'm totally there with you. Like when I was building apps for that app store, it's the same thing. I was, I was like, man, I only get one shot. But really, you don't look at any app that's like always constantly featured. Like, yeah, they've been out for years. Yeah, I'm not so, saying like, it's necessarily right, but that's no, totally yeah, how you do it. That's how totally how you it. feel, and yeah. that's yeah. But it's like if you instead of like, hey, uh, if this thing doesn't take off really quick. Um, then I'm out and we'll do something else. If you instead be like, I'm going to give this thing like five years and then like, let's shoot for getting featured in five years. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? If you think of it that way, then it's like totally different because in five years you'll be able to build like all the inner workings of an actual business behind your product. Um, I think, yeah, what I think is cool, interesting there, if we, if you even unpack that a little more, I think if you're, if you're stri- if you're striving for it to be right, the f- perfect, the first time, you're making a bet on the product. If you're, if you're ex- expecting it to be right eventually, like over a period of time, you're making a bet on you. Yeah. I think that's a big distinction, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Or the business as, as a whole. Yeah. Right? Your ability to drive that. Like, yeah. Cause 
your product can take multiple forms. Yeah. You know, like right. we were just talking about some product that did multiple things. I can't remember, but uh, over time, you know, it could change. Right. And like you said, you're like, hopefully it'll become the best thing in the world. Um, and it will change over time. So therefore the product is going to change. Uh, and that's, I don't know, it's just always super tricky. And I feel like I was always in the trap. I must, I must, uh, atone for my sins here, I guess, or something, whatever the <laughs> term is, uh, was always in the trap of being like what is now called a maker where like I just build stuff and launch it. And then it's like hope for the best. Yep. But that's all that is, is just the freaking interface in the code. Like that has nothing to do with the actual business. Right. Like Customer almost yeah, nothing yeah. to do yeah. with the business. So if you, if you have ever like decided you're going to build something, do it. But don't think that that's it. I mean, there are so many people that get lucky. Well, not so many. There's a few people that get lucky, you know, and you can count them on your hands. Yeah. But that's about it, man. Everybody yep. else is like in the treasures. Remember the, remember the MailChimp article like years ago? They're like MailChimp, overnight success, doing all this great stuff. And he's, and the guy, the guy who founded MailChimp wrote a response to it. He's, he wrote a blog. He's like, Hey, I've been at this for over 10 years <laughs> and now I'm suddenly an overnight success. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Got to put in the time, man, if you want to yeah. make business. Yeah. It's work. Yeah. So uh, outside of that, <laughs> outside of that. So outside of that, what are you doing uh, here? You were from New York. No, you were from Arizona. Oh, yeah. You were in New York, and mm-hmm. now you're here. Now I'm What's here. going on? Yeah. So uh, when I graduated from from U of A in 2010, um, I graduated actually with um, like a pre med degree and took my MCATs. Did no sort of, way. Yeah. It was, yeah. So I, I I had studied really hard. Went to all like the Prince review classes and all hmm. this stuff. Um, and I was scoring really well on these practice exams. When I took the actual MCAT, I like, I didn't bomb, but it was not a good score. Like it was not what I was expecting at all. Cause I was like, I'm going to Johns Hopkins or like some Ivy League school. Like this is going to be great yeah. based up on those scores. And I don't know, it made me really look at that industry and like what I was actually on the precipice of, of really getting myself into. And I kind of walked away from it. Like, I don't think this is right for me. Like I've spent mm. all this time and all this effort getting here. And really it's just a bunch of like science and math classes. Like it's not anything really sure. big. Um, but I was like, maybe this isn't what I want to do. So I moved out here, um, cause it's still close to the family, but far enough away that I could like be on my own and, and mm-hmm. be independent. Um, this was like what, 22, 23. And, um, I had always done like Photoshop stuff, like backgrounds for my friends and just mm-hmm. stupid stuff. And, um, I was, I was actually trolling Craigslist, found a job ad for a designer, went and interviewed long story short, I got the job. And then this guy like taught me you know a lot of different stuff and like basic html and css and it kind of just grew from there so i'm not like this guru that i know a bunch of stuff but i know enough to be able to like implement or, or do a lot of my designs uh you yeah, know put them awesome. live sort of thing so um yeah so i i did that got really bored with san diego got really bored with ncs and i was like i need to move to the big city like you know get near these big tech companies make some money whatever Moved out there and it was great. And, uh, you know, Blawline was amazing. They gave me a great opportunity to learn even more and expand my, my skills. And then uh, I realized when I was out there, I was like, New York kind of sucks. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, Wait a uh, second. How long yeah, were you there? <laughs> uh, I was there for three years. Okay. So, you know, I mean, plenty of time. Plenty of time. Yeah. It it's was dirty. It was, the buildings sway. Yeah. It's cold. <laughs> like, I, I mean, Arizona boy, man, like we, we used to have to drive to the snow and it was basically just ice. And, you know, yeah. the first snowfall in New York was incredible. Like, I was sitting there just, 
Yeah. This, is a, this is beautiful. And then no one tells you about like the really gross part afterwards. Yeah. Like, the next morning. Yeah. It's terrible. And like, there's just these black pits that you're like stepping in. Yeah. You don't know what's at the bottom of them. And, um, so yeah, like I, I moved back out here. We, uh, my girlfriend and I did a six month trip literally around the world. We circumnavigated and then kind of ended up awesome. back here. And yeah, so it's been a, it's been a trip, I guess when you say it out like that, but yeah. it's been a lot of fun. So sweet. Yeah. And so you said you got bored of Encinitas and are you still bored of it? Or was it like something like you realize the city's not for you and you like this or you're just back here because this is what you know? So I think after eight months, um, I'm not in, so I live in Oceanside now and I, and I'm not in love with it. And mm-hmm. I, and I really like the lifestyle change here versus New York. So I can drive my car. We can go hiking on the weekends. Like we can, it's not a process to do all this stuff. Like yeah. there's not people walking all over each other, but I do miss um, the vibrancy a little bit, like being able to go and walk outside and like see new restaurants and people and mm-hmm. not have to worry about driving a car all the time. Right. And, you know, there's Uber mm-hmm. and Lyft and stuff, but like um, it's kind of nice to just stop on the train and not worry about anything. And it's bad too, but um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like there's, there's that middle ground that I haven't found yet between so what you're saying is you will never be satisfied. That I think, I mean like I, <laughs> I want I'm a worried. big city, but some days I want to wake up yeah. and not be a big city. Man, I no, it's, it's really what it is. And like, I'm getting kind of scared cause I've thought about that. And I'm like, am I, this is, I'm just crazy. And like this, this be, literally doesn't exist. You know? be a nomad. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Dan Martell said, right? He's yeah. a five star nomad. He's, yeah. Just go travel around. Every three months yeah. they're in a different spot. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. I mean, that is the beauty of like what we do. We, we can do that, which is awesome. But yep. Um, I felt a moral responsibility to all other remotely uh, working people to go on an RV trip for a year because yeah. you can and right. nobody really does. Right. Um, yeah. But okay. So I had a question on the MCATs yeah. and on the nursing training. You said it's all science and math. I never even thought of that. Yeah. What is that what you take when you pretty much, I mean like you're, you're taking, I mean it depends on the track and how well you want to really prepare um, but all that's really core required for like pre-med essentially to get into, you know, to get the training to take the MCATs to do well is chemistry classes and biology classes mm. and math classes. And yeah. So like, are they like pretty advanced stuff? Or? Yeah. I mean like, you know, you talk to anybody about OCHEM and it's like the worst organic chemistry and it's like the worst thing in the world. Right. It's really hard. And then biochemistry is even worse. And you know, you're, you kind of just go up this track of these really hard. So classes. organic chemistry and mm-hmm. biochemistry. Aren't they kind of the same? No, 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 no. Bio, biochem, from what I remember, this is, this has been a few years ago. Organic chemistry was a ton of memorization. Like you just had to memorize formulas and how things fit together and how they react together and uh, a bunch of junk. Um, and then biochem was like more the study of, um, like organisms and how they're put together and, and like the way, I don't know, it's, they're hmm. very similar, but they're, but they're so different when you're in gotcha. class. But, so it seems like they're the same, talking about the same overarching thing, but, One's going more in depth on this thing. One's going more. In depth. Yeah, I was to say because organic. Chem. I was to say chem, organic yeah. and bio. That's the same thing. Yeah, you know. I suppose or, organic. Think, organic is like traditionally like the weed out class. So like it's designed to be really hard. It's designed to be overwhelming. Yeah, it's designed the filter. to filter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what are the MCATs? You go into a room, they give you a piece of paper, and you mark all the boxes. No, so I, I that's what I thought too. And I when I went to take it. um, it was a computer that was set up and you went to this like super cold room yeah, and it's, um, cold. it's, oh, it's freezing. And like, nobody, nobody tells you that. So bring a jacket. if you are going to take the MCATs. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was just like a computer based thing. And my computer froze like three times. And that, that was part of it. I was like, maybe this happened for a reason. Like maybe I'm just being crazy and you know, maybe I should just do this again. But yeah, it was, 
the glitchy computer and a glitchy like huh. click through multiple choice system and yeah and then you're done and then you're done, you're done. yeah and then you so now i know what gaylord Fonker did when he took <laughs> the mcats like when you say the MCATs, <laughs> that was the all root I, of all your, your line of questioning yeah, here yeah, all i think about <laughs> is uh is um gosh dang it is uh meet the parents, meet the parents. Meet the parents. yeah and uh, what he went through. I did not think that's why you were asking all this questions. <laughs> really? I would never have guessed. <laughs> well, he can aced, you he milk aced the, the MCAT. cat? He aced the MCATs, remember? Oh, is that the. I don't. I do not remember. Oh, okay. Well, but I believe you. Yeah. You should watch I it. You're questioning the, de- the delineation <laughs> between you? organic chemistry and biochemistry <laughs> so you can figure out if Ben Stiller actually aced <laughs> the fictional MCATs. Uh, <laughs> Did you did you watch that movie? <laughs> the the me, meet me, the parents. Me, Have you seen? Yeah, yeah. So did you relate in any way? Oh, oh. I, I mean, I was. Yeah. Was it like I, your it was, movie? I was Ben Stiller. I mean, yeah. I felt like they were just doing. You know, it's it's a it's a good one. It's like, yeah. I don't remember it though. The same thing. Like it's yeah. been it's been a few years. Like I don't know. We try to. I think we don't watch it every Christmas, <laughs> but we watch it uh, around there. Yeah. We haven't watched it in 2017 yet, <laughs> but, we, but we will. Now, it's still early. Still I think early. I think we watch it like once every three years or something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. There's so a trilogy good. now. Isn't yeah, it? it's like is it yeah. really? I, I think so. Yeah, oh, no, there's gosh. there's three of them. Uh, the uh, how are you guys at rewatching movies? Like, I used Depends to buy movie. movies. Like, if it's a Marvel movie, I'll just buy it just because. Uh, but I've actually rewatched those movies. No, I I think uh, my my friends are like really big movie buffs, and they they love to like do quotes and drop this stuff. I'm like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. The, I think the only movie that I've rewatched multiple times is Prometheus. The, the alien movie. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. People hate it. No, like they, they, you're talking to Prometheus fans. I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I finally, cause everyone else is like, no, it's terrible. What are you talking about? Yeah, and I like, it. I think that's the only one that I can really rewatch. Gosh, Otherwise, dang, dude, it's so good. What <laughs> other movie what you did has <laughs> like, what other movie has like this alternate origin or this new concept origin on like the human race and goes that in depth. People always just like mention it in mm-hmm. a movie. Like, Oh, we came from blah, 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 blah. Or there's some like they're drawing on a board with, we came from blah, 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 but they never actually show it. Yeah. And so that's why I'm so amped for the new alien movie until the first trailer. Came yeah. Out. You said you're not that yeah. amped. I'm still excited. The first trailer comes out and what do they show? They show the stupidest thing. They show a freaking comic relief guy. And with a group of people, what's that guy? Danny McBride? Yeah. They show a comic relief guy, which means he's just going to have one-liners the whole movie, and it's going to be stupid. And I don't sh- think that's what's going to happen. Well, it better not. It's Ridley Scott. He doesn't do that. But it's Danny yeah, but, McBride. But I think, <laughs> but from what I was reading like that, this movie is like a reaction to how poorly Prometheus did. I'm like, I, but I love Prometheus. Like, I, I want more of that. I like, want I, don't want just, the- I just want the whole movie about going to the makers and like just seeing all that stuff. I think it will be. I think it's going to be half of that, and it's going to be half an alien movie. Mm-hmm. Like alien, they've already shown those freaking. Yeah, but that's what people so want. Yeah. That's what people want. Okay. It's one of the best characters ever designed. I know, but maybe they just have it at the end for a second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be that last scene where he's hitting his head on the windshield. End. And the Wait, end. what was that? <laughs> that's all I care about is the other thing. And then the second trailer came out, and they did show some stuff about the android going to the thing, and yeah. they made it super obvious that the girl didn't make it or whatever, or he killed her or something like that. Um, which did you, sucks. Did you guys see the the whole pre-release thing they did for Prometheus? Like all of the the microsites they did, and all yeah. of oh my god, I don't remember. I, oh, it, it's probably still up. You got to check it out. Like yeah, they made is. all these promo videos for it, and like all this backstory of the Wayland company. And, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my I do god, remember those. I love that, and I I hope they're doing that again. But like that's I think that would added to the the yeah. 
fascination. They did commercials movie. for like the robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that. Yeah. But what it, I, they did that to some extent with X Men too, with the um, with the uh, with the um, oh the Sentinels. Yeah, the Sentinels. Yeah, yeah. What what do you think about the fact that it looks like a a typical uh, killer movie where everyone's in a room or a house or a ship and they get killed off one by one. I mean, like there was a movie called life that just came out and I didn't watch it. It looked like it'd be okay. But they find alien oh, life on Mars and it breaks his finger and he's screaming and bloody playing cause his finger hurts. I'm like, who would scream that loud for your finger? Yeah. As an adult human being, who would do that? Nobody stupid, but, yeah. <laughs> but then, like, that's just, like, the whole rest of the thing is, like, everyone's dying off one by one. Oh, I'm stuck in a locker. Uh, like, I, mean, what, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's what people want. It's it's very linear. It's it very predictable. Like, But because people don't. <laughs> Scott, think of something new. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I didn't realize how, how old he was, too. Like, he's he's an oh, old yeah. dude. And I'm like, yeah. you're making some cool movies, man. I like, I like he wants to make He wants to make a new trilogy. He wants this, this alien... He was going to make a trilogy like the Prometheus trilogy, but he wants to like add a trilogy onto that. Like he wants to make six more alien movies. Oh, and the dang. dude's like, yeah, I and mean, every single one is going to be you're yeah. Ridley Scott, slowly yeah. dying one yeah. by one. Yeah, but it, you're Ridley Scott. Like I'm not excusing that that trope, but I'm just saying, like if anybody can do it, or is allowed to do it, like gets a pass. Like I'll give Ridley Scott a pass any day. Like yeah. I agree, but I don't know. I feel like it's just so uncreative when you've done it. Four, well, he didn't. He was involved. He did it once, movies. but you've done it like four times. What's the count? Alien versus Predator. Every single one of those is the same movie. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I'm so excited too. Because like we haven't seen Ridley Scott do Alien since Alien, or since and Prometheus. now he's doing it again. I mean the actual Alien. Yeah, well, he did it in Prometheus. Yeah, at the very end, which was the sweetest shot in the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, when the Xenomorph pot can, See, comes out, that yeah. was good because it was a different story and it had super new cool. So how stuff. are you not excited about this? <laughs> no, Here's I, Ridley Scott. I you just said that's super cool, and he's doing it again. I was so amped. I on just say, Alien until I saw the don't first watch trailer, the trailer. And I saw, Gosh darn! Don't Dan set Brian your Wise expectations. In any serious movie? Keep him in the comedies. Whatever. Don't ruin a nice, awesome franchise like Alien with freaking comic relief. I guarantee you, he knows what he's doing. <sighs> Help. help. I hope. I guarantee help. it. I, mean, I hope. I, Let's hope Karen's right. Yeah. I'm right. I'm I'm I'm, I'm right. for you, man. I, I really hope am. that you are right. I hope I go We're gonna go movie. see it. I was like, Let's gosh go. dang, this is awesome. Right like now. I felt when I watched Prometheus. Yeah. So it'll be good. Is it out? Soon. Oh. This month? Yeah. yeah. I think this but do, okay, do you rewatch movies? Uh I used to, like when I was younger, absolutely mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. But no. Now there's no yeah. point. The only movies I rewatch are movies that for my daughter, like Moana. Like but when it's, Moana when it's times. been long enough, like Mars, I was like, do you want to watch this one? Do you want to watch it? I'm like, no, I've already seen it. I saw it last year. I saw it two years ago. It's like, but when it's been yeah, long that, enough and it's interesting, I'm like, I don't actually remember much of that movie. Yeah, let's watch it. Like, yeah. That's when it's like, if I don't yeah. remember. Even then, even then, like I used to, I would do that all the time, but now it's like, oh man, I'll get a hang. I'll be like, man, I really, I feel like I should go watch Interstellar again just because yeah. it's a great movie and I want to watch it again. I never do. Like, I yeah. just don't make the time yeah, for it. Too, yeah. yeah, it's a bit super impossible. But that's why I just don't buy movies anymore. Yeah. So it would actually be more like cost efficient for me just to rent it when I want to watch it yeah. again. Yeah. And I'd probably pay $10 over the course of years as opposed to yep. $19 right now. That's why I stopped buying them too. Yeah. Uh, have you ever, like, on iTunes, like, like oh man, it's not for rent yet? Uh, I wait. Yeah, I'll wait for have you weeks. Ever bought? No. Sometimes, always sometimes we buy, I've never bought like just for myself like that, but like sometimes we buy if we want to watch a movie. Yeah. It's like kids are finally in bed. We haven't seen a movie in like 
like four weeks or something like that. Like, uh, yeah. You're not waiting. It's like going to a movie, we always say, because. Yeah. I buy the Star Wars. When those come out, it's yeah. Yeah. Because why You not? have to. I'll have those on. Yeah. That's it. I, I always feel like in that situation where you're like, you, you want to watch this movie. It's not streaming. You're going on iTunes or whatever. And I always look at that like three ninety nine price and I'm like, this is way too expensive. Yeah. There's no like way. I'm, yeah, yeah. There's no way I'm doing <laughs> this. Do. And like, yeah, yeah, I do. I don't know why. And then I think about it <laughs> totally. and I'm like, I spend like, I don't know, 10 bucks yeah. every day for coffee. I just bought yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. And like, what, what am I like? This is going to be two hours of like a great movie. What am I really upset about? But yeah. every time, every single time, I don't know why. Sometimes I movies agree. are just freaking life altering. Yeah. So good that it's life altering. Yeah. When was the last latte that changed your yeah. life? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've never, never really related to that because I don't buy coffee. But I buy movies. So I'm like, I always like, when I see like apps and stuff, I'm like, oh, it's like the cost of a movie or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, oh, I'm fine dropping like 40 bucks to go see a movie in the theater. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. Like this big tiny popcorn, <laughs> you know, but four bucks, but I, dude, that's, that's where I draw the line. I can't do the that. The theater experience is one of my favorite experiences on earth. Like my goal in life is to make enough money so I could buy a house that I could put my own movie theater in. Doesn't yeah. have to be massive. But it's got to have at least three rows of the movie seats, you know, and like a legit screen. You're going to have the cool house. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I don't I don't necessarily like this new trend of um, the eating in the theater, like where they're serving you food. Like oh. I like I like the idea of it, like the concept. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I'm sure. As maybe, soon as you catch a whiff of like the chicken parmesan from the room. Not, not that. Like they're, I don't know. I, I don't know how to say this in a nice way, but like. Some people don't know how to like keep their mouth closed when they're when they're chewing, right? Yeah. So like you're sitting there like enjoying this movie, right? And this guy or or woman or whatever is next to you is just like, and I just try like that's I, I all I can that. hear. I've never like, experienced that. Oh man, don't let me ruin. You. I'm sorry, I even said anything. You're gonna, so you're gonna it hear. Now. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm notice the it. worst. It's the worst. Who doesn't like watching like, as it gets silent? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like some people are just super mouthing. They're always just like. <laughs> <laughs> like that, you know, just like without food. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, yeah. What is? Kind of want to put some food in there. Just <laughs> dampen the sound a little yeah. bit. Like, <laughs> no, he's got a bane mask. Keep <laughs> his mouth quiet. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Now, I I like the things because I like to get a freaking chocolate milkshake when I watch a movie. They should keep it to to liquids only. Yeah. Well, I don't know because like <laughs> you can split. Yeah, Straws yeah, them. man. <laughs> I, I went in uh, when I went back home. Um, There's like a new theater in, in Tucson that was was doing this, and I walk in and you know they serve the food, and I look over at the lady sitting next to me, and she had like this gigantic plate of of hummus and like and, and pita, and I was like, oh man, she's gonna be like chewing this thing the whole time, and like it's gonna be all, like, all squishy sounds, and I like sat down, and I was like. Just breathe in, just relax about this. And it turned out not to be so bad, but I can imagine. So like, you really don't like mouth I don't sounds. like it, like, man. Like, no. Sizzling no. like fajita platter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh like, yeah. I had to sit next to this person. Well, like, dude, people have been eating popcorn and drinking sodas in movie theaters since the dawn of movie theaters. Yeah. So it's not so different. Yeah. I get, but like, I don't know. I guess popcorn is popcorn a drier popcorn. sound. Well, no, I mean, but like, it's, it's a consistent sound, right? So like, it's, it's going to be the crust. You can filter. I'm, I'm I don't really, like the variation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the variation. The, the wet, the dry, like it's just all over the place. Like what's all this noise? About? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a hot dog? Who's, who's eating a hot dog here? Wait a second. Like, wait a second. Is there a pickle in a sandwich? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, you know, <sighs> that's funny. There is, there's a movie theater, right? Right here in Carlsbad that, that does that. Um, yeah. with the, but the great thing about it is like, there's like, um, two people to a section so there's like so much space a little bit of separation yeah, yeah you yeah. got like as a as a you know six foot something person you got like 
leg room for days before you you will never hit the person's chair in front of you. Um, it's versus, like me swimming in a sea of like just, just yeah, beautiful, yeah. Versus yeah. A, a regular movie theater where your knees are touching the seat in front of you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Sweet. Cool. Well, that's all the time we got. Yeah, cool. Thanks for sticking with us as we're talking about movies because it's one of the best things in the world. Yeah, we um, tend to do that. Yeah, and thanks for coming on the show, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Being here. Thanks, and we will see y'all next time. See you guys.